WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to The Sci-Files, an Impact 89 FM series focusing on student research here at Michigan State University. We're your co-hosts Chelsea Boudou and Daniel Puentes. Exercise and maintaining a healthy lifestyle can lower risk of developing Alzheimer's. It is proved that keeping your brain active during older ages may lower your risk of developing this disease. To tell us more about Alzheimer's, we're here talking to Varshni Peruma. Varshni, may you please introduce yourself and your research for us? Of course. So my name is Varshni Permal. So I'm currently a second year undergraduate student here at MSU, majoring in neuroscience. And I've been doing Alzheimer's research at the Department of Translational Neuroscience at the College of Human Medicine for around 1.5 years in Dr. Gordon's lab. And mainly my purpose was to investigate whether cellular senescence occurs in the brain during aging and if cellular senescence is associated with neurofibrillary tangles caused by the protein tau's presence. Thanks for joining us today, Varshini. Now, there's a lot to unpack there based on what you had just said. When it comes to Alzheimer's, could you elaborate a little more on how Alzheimer's impacts the brain and what some of those topics are that you mentioned that you study in your laboratory? Of course. So our lab mainly focuses on studying Alzheimer's disease and glial cell dysfunction and dysfunction in neurodegenerative disease using different types of biochemical ways. But basically, Alzheimer's disease, so it's not really a common form of aging. It's one of the most common forms of dementia out there, and it's caused mainly by these protein buildups that occur in these neurons. And they kind of halt the cell from completing its cellular pathway and developing more and more cells. And that's where cellular senescence comes in, and that's a phenomenon which is characterized by the cell's inability to progress through the cell cycle. So basically, these senescent cells secrete these inflammatory mediators and contribute to these aging-related diseases such as Alzheimer's. And in our lab, we previously demonstrated that by using mice that they develop these age-dependent accumulation of these neurofibrillary tangles. So too much of this protein can be really damaging to these brain cells and kind of cause them to slowly neurodegeneratively die over time, causing a lot of problems. Thanks for that explanation. You'd mentioned that whenever Alzheimer's is occurring, that there's a halt in the cell cycle. Could you please explain what is the cell cycle and where is this halt occurring in the cycle? Cellular senescence basically kind of halts them from dividing. So there's kind of a lot of parts to the cell cycle. There's a G1 phase, S phase, G2 phase, and all these different phases. And in this phase, basically these chromosomes, they have to go through replication and they have to divide more and more throughout the cell cycle. But due to accumulation of these proteins, so too much of this protein called tau, and it is present in regular neurons in regular amounts, but having too much can be a problem as they can go in and stop the cells and microtubules from forming. And these new cells are unable to form because these little protein packets go and target these little microtubules and stop them from their job, which is to aid in division. And so they can't then like move to the end of the cells and divide the chromosomes and replicate properly, which is in the S phase of the cell cycle. So due to the abundance of this protein, they hack these little microtubules and they can't perform their function. You introduced that concept that whenever these tau proteins are being expressed more, it ends up preventing the cells from being able to continue on throughout the cellular cycle. How do you study these tau proteins in the laboratory? 
We used mice for this experiment and what we did is we took these transgenic mice. So we used six month and 16 month year old mice. So just for young mice and old mice. And what we actually did study how this presence of this tau protein impacts it is we had our non-transgenic control mice that had regular expressions of this protein and then we had our transgenic mice which we injected them with a little bit more than normal amounts of this protein called tau and we studied them throughout the lab and tested how this would affect aging and alzheimer's basically from that we did a profiler array and Beck told us a lot more about the different types of senescent marker genes that are being expressed because of this increased amount of tau in these transgenic mice. All right so you have two groups of mice you have a transgenic and a non-transgenic where the non-transgenic has a regular expression and the transgenic is injected with the tau protein. You said that you're doing a profile array though Many of our audience members may not be familiar with that terminology. Can you please explain what's a profile array? Yeah, of course. So a profile array is like a quick, reliable gene expression analysis that allows us to determine which genes uh, are present in certain cells. So if we're targeting a certain type of gene that we want to study, which causes this senescence, so senescence occurs in certain genes that cause this proliferation of this tau protein, right? So that's what we kind of want to study, what those senescent genes are. So to do that, we run these samples after we took those little pieces of brain, homogenized them, and got down all the RNA and translated them to cDNA. We then took that and ran them through these plates, and this plate kind of scans for many, many, many different types of senescent marker genes. And by doing so, this kind of tells us how many genes are being induced by the presence of this protein. So it's just a way of gene expression analysis, and it allows us to see what genes are present that we're looking for specifically. I can't imagine how many genes you're actually having to sift through and trying to understand profile whenever you're doing this kind of analysis. What are some characteristics of the data that you're using whenever you have this tau protein injected into the transgenic mice? Are there any physical markers or cues that exist whenever these genes are being affected by the tau protein injection? Or do you use some sort of computational modeling? Yeah, so what this profile array kind of does is it's like a little PCR, and I'll explain that later. We take all these samples and put them all in this plate and analyze them. And we kind of use this huge machine. And in the machine, we put all of our samples in there. So each sample would have a different plate. So we'd have two plates for a six month and two plates for a 16 month non-transgenic. And we put them all through, run them through our machine. And using this computational data that we get from that machine, it gives us a graph and it tells us how many genes are induced by the presence of the protein in these different samples. So for my experiment, we actually found that tau induced 15 genes in six-month-year-old transgenic mice compared to a six-month-year-old control mice. And there actually was some difference and more of the senescent marker genes were being expressed in these transgenic mice than normal control mice would express. I can't imagine how many genes you're actually having to sift through and trying to understand profile whenever you're doing this kind of analysis. What are some characteristics of the data that you're using whenever you have this tau protein injected into the transgenic mice? Are there any physical markers or cues that exist whenever these genes are being affected by the tau protein injection? Or do you use some sort of computational modeling? 
there is a lot of computational modeling and data analysis that goes into this. And we kind of got to study the graphs that tell us how many genes are being induced. And these senescent gene markers, they kind of come pre-done already in some lab. So I'm not sure where they actually find them, but we actually get like these senescent marker profiler array kits and they come pre-made with a whole bunch of markers and running them through this machine tells us a more accurate precision way of finding which genes are being induced by this protein. There were about 15 genes that were induced, but I actually went to further validate the presence of these genes, which were CDKN1A, CDKN2A, COL3A1, AGR, and NFKB. I think it's incredible that you were able to identify what genes were specifically being impacted by the introduction of this excess tau protein in the system, in this case, the transgenic mice. This got me thinking a little bit and curious about the kinds of therapies that could be developed out of this kind of research now that these genes have been identified. So we found a lot from the 15 genes that were induced. I only tested a couple. I validated them using real-time PCR, but what I found are some really important genes, such as this collagen-producing gene and INF-kappa-beta, and those genes are very important in, in many pathways during in the cells to produce some necessary proteins for normal cell function. And these proteins are actually found to be affected by this, or these are senescent marker proteins, and they're actually found to be affected by this increased tau presence. What do you think would probably help with treating Alzheimer's best? Inhibiting the expression of the tau protein or healing therapies for these particular genes? Basically, what we're seeing is that genes associated with cellular senescence, they actually increased in these older mice with severe tau pathology. So basically more levels of tau. And this was, of course, as I said, it was confirmed with a real-time PCR. So from these studies, it kind of revealed that genes indicative of cellular senescence increase in the presence of tau pathology, right? So this could be because each senescent cell is expressing more of the RNA or the number of the senescent cells are increasing and that which we kind of don't know. I've heard before that with Alzheimer's that there's a development of plaque and I'm not sure because I've heard that tau is very prominent. Does tau cause this buildup of the plaque? Yeah, so tau is one of the proteins associated with this progression of Alzheimer's disease. So another one of the proteins is these amyloid plaques, and they're basically caused by these amyloid beta proteins, and they kind of secrete in the extracellular deposits, mainly in the gray matter of the brain. And too much of this protein, similar to Alzheimer's, can cause these plaques to form within these microglia and astrocytes, which is these neural cells. And these plaques can again result in the cell result of cellular senescence and halting the cell cycle from going on. From this experiment that I did, we could just see that there's a lot of upregulation, especially in older mice with a lot of this tau protein. So it just kind of tells us that tau does play a role in cellular senescence, which is a phenomenon that's not really confirmed yet in Alzheimer's, but it tells that this is evidence that it does. It does contribute to that theory since there's a lot of marker genes that have been indicated with this tau protein. We don't kind of know yet if it's either that RNA that's kind of increasing or it's the number of senescent cells that are increasing and they have more and each of them have the same amount of the tau protein. Alzheimer's disease, there's lots of different branches and many different contributing factors to this. Well, if it wasn't clear from the beginning of this interview, 
Alzheimer's is an extremely complex disease, and there's still a lot of work to be done. But I'm really grateful that there's undergrads like you that are working on these issues and trying to understand what are the mechanisms behind this terrible disease. When it comes to the work that you're doing, what exactly motivated you to pursue Alzheimer's research? Yeah, so I've actually been involved in this Alzheimer's research since I was very young, since when I was in high school, probably like freshman year or so. And it's just really piqued my interest as there was a lot of stuff I didn't really know much about the neuron system and how that works. And it just really piqued my interest to get more involved in learning about these different neurodegenerative diseases. And when you see these type of diseases, they're actually not a normal part of aging. And you would think they are, but it actually causes your brain cells to kind of slowly kill themselves over time. And And I just thought that was really interesting how your own body is kind of forming these proteins and slowly killing yourself. So I just wanted to go more into the depth and like see what's going on. And I've really been interested since I was always super young. And that kind of led me to major here in neuroscience at MSU to learn more about neuroscience and how it's affecting our normal daily bodies and everyday activities. I agree. Alzheimer's research is really complex. It was actually my first research project years ago when I was an undergraduate, and it's something that I still really do hope that we're able to find a solution. For the future of your research, are there any other areas in Alzheimer's research that you're interested in looking at? So definitely to talk about the amyloid plaque, so how that protein works in the brain compared to tau and the presence of the impact of that protein overall to the disease. And that's something I want to see a little bit more like biochemistry kind of ways on how Alzheimer's is being affected. Another area I probably want to focus on is more doing tests with the actual animals and how they actually react in Alzheimer's disease and seeing more real life ways and how this is working with animals and behavioral tests and everything like that because I'm working a little bit more on the biochemistry side so definitely want to get more involved in the behavioral tests and conducting those and studying how different reactions are happening due to Alzheimer's and everything but yeah there's definitely a lot on Alzheimer's and something I want to get involved in more and more as I progress through this. I was curious, while you were talking about your work, introducing this tau protein into the mice would alter their behaviors. So I think that it's great that there is a possibility that you could look at that in the future. Thank you for joining us again this morning, Varshini, to talk to us about your work on Alzheimer's research and the impact that the tau protein has on the expression of certain genes. And good luck with the rest of your work as you continue to progress through your undergrad career. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's really nice to come in and talk about something I'm really passionate about too. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. To hear more about us and learn more about our episodes, check out scifiles.org. If you're a current MSU student that would like to be interviewed, please reach out to us at scifiles at impact89fm.org. We'll catch you next week on the Sci-Files, and remember, the truth is in the science. 